This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, 8.35 in the morning. You're with Julian, Joyce and Sherrod Abdullah on the morning run. Now, the recent arrest of journalist and uh, Rappler CEO Maria Reza has alarmed advocates uh, of press freedom worldwide. Uh, Reza is a highly regarded journalist in Philippines. She spent about two decades working as an investigative officer, foreign correspondent uh, and both Manila and Jakarta bureau chief for CNN. Uh, she also won many international awards for her report and was named a Time Magazine Person of the Year for 2018 for her work holding power uh, to account an uh, increasingly hostile environment. Yeah, so uh, why does this uh, concern us? Uh, well, because she represents an increasing trend. This represents an increasing trend of government suppressing dis- dissenting voices, symbolic of declining media freedom in the region. The Philippines, they rank 133 out of 180 countries in the 2018 Press Freedom Freedom Index presented by Reporters Without Borders, uh, a drop of six places compared to last year. Uh, four journalists have been killed in Philippines in 2017, making it the deadliest country in, in Asia for the media, uh, they said that uh, they still rank higher than Malaysia, who came at 145 of 180 last year. Also, another notable arrest case, uh, there's the two Reuters journalists who were arrested in Myanmar and convicted of breaking the country's Official Secrets Act, and they were handed a seven-year jail term in September, and they are currently appealing their sentence. So, uh, in Maria Reza's case, uh, she was arrested on February 13th and slapped with a cyber libel charge based on a seven-year-old report Rappler published in 2012, which alleges uh, businessman Wilfredo King may have had links to former Judge Chief Justice Renato Corona, who was at the time undergoing an impeachment trial. Yes, and um, it's good to note that a Philippine... uh, President Rodrigo Duterte has uh, checked history with Rappler. Rappler sh- uh, a, shown a light on pro-Duterte online troll army who are pushing out fake news stories and manipulating the narrative around his presidency. It has uh, reported critically on uh, extrajudicial killing, human rights violation and a fast-rising death toll from Duterte brutal war on drugs uh, with stories uh, demonstrating the abuses were being carried out by the police with Duterte's approval. Duterte also singled out Rappler out during this State of Union address where he declared that Rappler was fully owned by the American and therefore in violation of the Constitution. So after release, uh, Rasa said, this isn't just about me and it's not about um, Rappler. The message that the government is sending is very clear. Be silent or you're next. And I'm appealing to you not to be silent, especially if you're next. This is a quote-unquote from Rasa. Now, we caught up with Gemma B. Mendoza over the weekend. She's the content and research strategy head of Rappler, a seasoned journalist who faced the wrath of the law when she herself was arrested 10 years ago on similar charges. We asked her to talk about the reasons for her arrest uh, then and uh, and what this libel law is all about. Okay. So, first of all, you, you talked about that arrest that was 10 years ago. One of the key problems for the press in the Philippines is libel. Um, libel is a criminal offense in the Philippines. So when we write, particularly uh, investigative reporters, when we write these stories, we constantly face that possibility of us being pursued or being sued for libel. So, in, in my case and in the case of my colleagues, this has happened a number of times. The other thing is there's been a lot of incidents of violence against the press. In the past, it's well documented. This thing that's happening right now has been happening the past couple of years is that on top of that, 
you have this incessant attacks online on journalists. What is very uh, funny is that they're hurled at those who are actually um, critical of things that are happening in government, like corruption cases. In the past, you're talking about an, a country with a very rambunctious press before. But um, right now, I think the, the past couple of years saw a, a, a very significant change in the atmosphere for the press here in the Philippines because those attacks became more pronounced. We also asked how it is that RISA was charged under the cyber libel law when it was only enacted four months after the story was published. That's exactly what we were pointing out. This is one of the, uh, what we see as irregular in this filing of this case because one, the, the story itself was published May 2012 when the cybercrime law was enacted September that year. So it was before the cybercrime law was even enacted. And then there were also some issues about the prescriptive period because libel usually is a one-year prescriptive period. They're citing this theory called continuous publication. Um, and, and that's something that is worrisome to us because basically what they're saying is that as long as a story remains online, it can be used as basis for a libel case regardless of when you file the libel case. So there, are, there will be no prescriptive period for anything published or posted online that has far-reaching implications, not just for journalists who are working online, but also for uh, anybody who is on social media in the Philippines. The rebel has been a thorn in President Duterte's side, critical of his government from day one, especially on his deadly war on drugs. Silent protests were held when Maria was arrested, signaling that the public is aware of the injustice faced by Ressa and Rappel and the press overall. So Gemma affirms that awareness among the public is growing. We're seeing support on the ground, both from students and the academe, uh, but also from our colleagues. Um, this is not just the only case that Rappler is facing right now. Basically, since the attack when the president mentioned us in his State of the Nation address, Maria has posted bail, I think, five or six times already. <laughs> and and no single journalist, I think, has gone through that process. They're spending so much time on this one little organization called Rappler. And that makes you wonder Having one or a major organization pursued like that while so many other corruption cases, so many big scandals are happening, makes people wonder really if this is uh, just a matter of one organization violating laws or this is indeed persecution, which is, uh, I think the pattern is emerging and it's becoming very clear to people now. And Reza's arrest also sparked outrage globally with influential voices condemning President Duterte. Uh, this includes the U.S. State Department, Amnesty International, Reza's former colleague Christian Amanpour, even former U.S. Secretary of State Madeleine Albright all weighed in. Uh, and also uh, Gemma shed some light as to whether President Duterte would bow to global pressure. We hope he will. We don't know if he will. Um, I, I think it's very important for the global community to really chime in to make sure that administration is aware that this doesn't go unnoticed because otherwise they'll think they can get away with it. So it's important to voice out. It's important to let them know that they can't get away with it. 
And that was content and research strategy head of Rappler, Gemma B. Mendoza, talking to us about uh, Rappler founder Maria, Maria Ressa, who was arrested last weekend. Guys, I, I think this is something uh, that is very worrying because not only uh, do we see the rise of strong men around Asia, right, in China, in Philippines, uh, but also uh, the fact that there is this climate of fear, uh, you know, you instill fear in people that uh, they are crippled and, and to action, yeah, and and not, not doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we, we, we too, uh, you know, we, we once have had this experience as well when the government introduced the anti-fake news bill, which was uh, sometime last year. Uh, we're going to take a break now. And when we come back, uh, we'll be talking about EPF and Kazana. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.